today on the Aria Survival Podcast. I've accepted that I need help. Yeah. And that was, I think that was the hardest part is that I didn't want to accept that I needed help mm-hmm. because I was always just like, I was very strong, very healthy. And it's almost like this hit me overnight. Like I could do anything myself. I could, I could do anything. I was always on the go and I was busy and I was happy and I was, I danced all the time. And then one day I couldn't. And literally one day I just couldn't. Hi, everybody. This is Tamika. And Michelle. And we were just sitting here. We were just kind of talk, watching a show, actually. And it was just this man who wanted to um, kill himself because he was in so much pain. And so that just kind of led to us talking about pain and how it can change you and the humiliating side of like, well, it morphed into the humiliating side of RA, right? Mm-hmm. And it was just, um, so we were talking about the first time that I was completely humiliated by RA. And it was with Michelle, of course, it was at home. It wasn't in, in public, but it was still hard. And it was one time where I couldn't, um, I couldn't uh, get out of bed. It, I was in so much pain that I had to go to the bathroom. And this is before I figured out ways to <laughs> go to the bathroom and still be okay. Hi, Olivia. She got a little Yorkie staring at me on top of a pillow, on top of a perch. Mm. Um. Anyway, I finally got out of bed, and I was in so much pain that I could barely move my legs. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Like I could barely move my legs, and I got to the edge of the bed, and it was in a corner, and I just started crying. I'm like, I can't. I can't go any further, and I have to pee. I can't. I have to pee. What did you say? I said, just go. I'm like, I can't just pee. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I can't just pee. That's crazy. And you said, just go pee. <laughs> I'm like, I can't pee in the corner. What is, you're crazy. <laughs> so Michelle brought over a towel. I stood on it. <laughs> and she said, now pee. <laughs> I said, I can't, I can't pee. And... She said, she did what she had to do. I peed. Did what she had I, to do. I had to. It was horrible. And this was around the time that I was trying to get her to just get the pens, and she refused. And refused. She just resisted. I think that might have been the breaking point. Well, I think it was that. And then I went home to visit my parents, and my dad was using them. And I was like, I think I see a future with the pens. Right. So, that was the most humili- That was the first, the first time that I was humiliated by RA. And, the, and and there's one time where you were avoiding humiliation when you fell in the closet when you were still dating. Oh my gosh! And um, well, actually, a couple times we were still dating. Two times. Um, there was one time where I was there in the apartment yeah. in the living room, and she fell in the closet and didn't tell me. 
Wait, I, you did, did you tell me after, right I, after, no, or was it after? It was later? way after. So it was, it was way after. And I heard the noise. I think it was that you, you might have told me that night. Did I? Because I, I remember hearing the noise and not really thinking anything of it. And we were still new dating, so I didn't want to just get up and go back there. Uh, but she was back there a long time, and then she finally came out and uh, she told me she fell, and I was just like, "Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you?" Why didn't I you was tell me? when I first started. When I before I was diagnosed with RA, and I was just in a lot of pain. I my legs gave out on me a lot. Like I would just be walking, and all of a sudden I would fall and just be on the ground. I was like, "What is this?" So I came home from work one day, and Michelle was there, and I went to the back to change, like went in my walk-in closet. Next thing you know, I was on the floor. I was like, crap. So, I mean, I had to scoot, 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 scoot myself out of the closet, over to the nightstand, clear off the nightstand, throw myself on top of it, and then, like, straddle myself up. <laughs> that was crazy. And then change, like I went in to do. I came back out, and you just kind of, I saw you, I remember you guys kind of looking at me. But I think I did tell you that night, but it was much later in the yeah. night. Yeah. That's crazy. And there was another time where you were... was coming to pick you up from the airport. Coming to pick me up from the airport, and she was taking a long time to get there, and... I was in a... Uh, I had a galley kitchen, um, and I was walking in between the... Like, on one side of the... One side of it was the refrigerator, on the other side of that same, you know... Gal- the, the whatever galley I guess is there was the dishwasher I was walking through it legs gave out in a split mm. it was ridiculous so in the galley I'm pretty tall I'm pretty tall I'm 5'8 not tall but I'm 5'8 in a galley kitchen and I'm a heavier girl so it's not so easy to mm. maneuver myself so I had to not only maneuver myself from the splits but then I had to again scoot all the way from the kitchen to the bedroom. Scoot, 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 scoot. <laughs> throw, throw myself on top of the nightstand again <laughs> and straddle myself up to get in the car to get to the airport. I mean, it's funny now. Then it was not hilarious. Oh, I mean, she described it as her when she finally got herself up. Described <laughs> herself as walking like Bambi. a baby deer. A baby deer. I was walking like, like Bambi. Bambi. Oh my gosh. RA is, can be very humiliating. But yeah. I think it's mostly humiliating like when you're in a relationship and you don't want to have to, you know, show your partner or your you know, the person who's taking care of you who's that you have I mean, it's not like you it's not like a, you know, a hide that I have to go to the bathroom, but nobody wants to you have yeah. to deal with that, you know what I mean? Yeah, and then, and then it's also you were like that around strangers too. Like, like there was a time where you wouldn't get up if, if people you were watching. You would look around oh my to make sure nobody was watching me help you up. And if we just, if we went to a movie theater, we would generally we would literally wait until the entire movie theater cleared out mm-hmm. before she would have or to help dinner me or dinner or anywhere where we're sitting in public. And she was just embarrassed to for me to help her up. She was sitting, look around to make sure nobody was watching before I could help her up. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, there's just, just things like that. Needless to say, I quickly got out of that. Yeah, you, you not so much now. You're pretty, you know. It is what it is. Yeah. You know? You've accepted. I need, I've accepted that I need help. Yeah. 
And that was, I think that was the hardest part is that I didn't want to accept that I needed help Mm -hmm. because I was always just like, I was a very strong, very healthy. And it's almost like this hit me overnight. Like I could do anything myself. I could, I could do anything. I was always on the go and I was busy and I was happy and I was, I danced all the time. And then one day I couldn't. Literally one day I just couldn't. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard for me to to get past that. It was really hard for me to rely on you, yeah. rely on anybody. But there was another time where you were interviewing for a job. And you, oh my gosh! And I got stuck on that couch. You couldn't get up. Couldn't and they get had up to help the, you up. Yeah. And that's one of your biggest fears about jobs is that people, if they see you have a disability, a lot of them won't hire you. Yeah. So that was that was sort of a pain for you yeah. afterwards. Needless to say, I didn't get that job. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that is that was a big thing. Like you know, I tried my hardest to like if I had an interview, I would take extra medication and you know do whatever I had to do to make sure that I could get up and down in the seat or look as look less dis you know a whole lot less disabled than I actually was mm-hmm. and it was just that's just terrible it's terrible that that has to happen because because people say oh no we can't not hire you because you have a disability but come on mm-hmm. you know so what is it like around your co like co-workers and you being in management was it like um you know with your employees i i i was very blessed i was very 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 blessed um my job took care of me my employees took care of me um they would come in every morning and i'd be at my desk and they'd be like, every time they would go to the break room or every time they would go to lunch they'd be like Tamika, what do you need you know do you need some water do you need this let me get the or if i stand up to go to sw- do something they'd be like let me do this for you so i was very fortunate about that kind of stuff. And then it got to the point, it got to the point where they'd be like, when I was in my, uh, my electric wheelchair, mm-hmm. I'd be gliding down the aisle. They'd be like, Hey, turbo. Mm-hmm. I'm like, seriously. <laughs> then they wanted to dress me up as somebody for Halloween. Like some, <laughs> like, Sonic or something. I think it was uh, despicable me, like some doctor with a white coat and a, <laughs> like a, a little scooter. They wanted to dress me up as that guy for Halloween. I'm like, are you guys kidding me? Mm-hmm. Um, so they, it got to a point where they're just, they were very, they were comfortable with me because I was comfortable with my disability at that point. Mm -hmm. So they were very comfortable with me. Well, how were you, were you comfortable with it? You know, your disability and telling people about it, um, at your job? I was comfortable to a certain point. And were you, was there any humiliating moments at work? Like the bathroom, I know going to the bathroom was sometimes an issue. There were, I always had to take my cell phone with me to the bathroom Mm -hmm. because there were times where I wasn't able to get off the pot. Mm -hmm. Not that anyone, I ever had to use that line, thank God, Mm -hmm. but I would eventually have to call my number two person or my team lead and be like, hey, it's me. I'm stuck in the bathroom on the pot. Nope, don't come. (laughs) But. I just need you to know where I am. <laughs> so, and then there was a couple of times where I didn't, you know, mention any, anybody where I was going to, and they would, I'd come back and everybody'd be like, where have you been? I'm like, what? because it took me too long to come back. Mm-hmm. So things like that. Um, I'm not, I don't remember. 
But, you know, sometimes if I did interviews, like in our conference room, the chairs were so low in there that I would literally have to, like, call my boss. Mm -hmm. I had had to do that. I would call my boss and I'd be like, can you help me up? Yeah. That kind of makes gives makes me think about sometimes when we go, like when we go to the doctor's office, you won't sit. Yeah. And, um, you know, does that make you feel uncomfortable sometimes? Just having to just stand, stand there while everyone else is sitting? I think it's, it's less comfortable for me to just stand than to have to sit down and then have you help me up. Yeah. That's, it's a, because I know that whenever I do sit down and they say, Tamika Brown, mm-hmm. the panic immediately sets in and you can see it in my face. Mm-hmm. So that's just, it's, it's just easier for me to already be up and ready to go. It just sucks that sometimes it takes a lot longer and it's not comfortable, mm-hmm. but you know, just gotta do what you gotta do sometimes. Yeah. Yes. Right. No, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, you know, do you have any, any words of wisdom for anybody who might be newly diagnosed or still struggling with some of, um, you know, being humiliated by uh, lack of mobility, I guess? Um, you know, any advice for anyone coping with this emotionally? Well, this is, I mean, what I'm going to say, obviously, is easier said than done. And I've been doing this for 10 years now. Um, so it's a lot different. My I'm in a completely different place than I was, what, six years ago, five or six years ago. Um, use anything that can help you. Anything. Pick sticks, depends, bed pads, mm-hmm. canes, walkers, whatever you need. Right. Get it. Use it. And this is a good time to let you all know that we have an RA survival checklist yeah. um, that you guys can pick up over at rasurvival.com. Yeah. And that's going to give you everything that Tamika uses that has helped her. Um, and we're going to be updating that a lot. So as long as you're on the mailing list, you'll be able to get that update um, as well as other resources to help you survive and thrive with rheumatoid arthritis. Right on. Right on. Um, and the other thing is, it's just like, Try not to worry about what's going on around you. You know, take care of what you need to take care of and how you need to move through this world. Focus on you. Yeah. Worry about you. Don't worry about other people. Right. Because it's so much, it's so stressful. Right. I remember so many times, sorry, babe. I remember so many times like when Michelle had to help me out of, you know, a seat in a restaurant or help me get out of a seat in a movie or whatever. And I would get to the car and I would just start bawling. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start crying now. (laughs) Because it's 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 hard for people to just watch you and seemingly judge you. I don't know what they're thinking. I don't I mean and I'm not the kind of person who like necessarily always cares what people think about me, but that was just it was such a rough time for me, you know, to not be able to do things for myself and not seem quote, you know, unquote normal. So that's just, you know, just do what you got to do for you. Try not to worry about what other people are thinking. And yeah, move the best way you can. And the other thing that I'm thinking is that I, I pray that all of you find 
if you you know if you have if you don't if you're not in a relationship and i hope that the the caregiver that you have gives you everything that you need but if you're in a relationship i pray that you all find somebody like michelle like because she- or better I'm not sure that there is much better. I'm, but, I'm sure. I mean, we're all learning. You know, we all we're all learning. You know, and there are still times that we all have you know issues or whatever. But for the most part, I pretty much lucked out. Like it was just she just tells me to do what I have to do, and we'll figure it out later. You know, and if I feel like first it's going to the bathroom, okay, you can clean that up. It's not a big deal. Should happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there <are> no pun intended. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> Fortunately, has that been an issue? Uh, yeah, once. Once. Yeah, you oh, cried pretty bad yeah, on that. that was horrible. I think I blocked that one out. Blocked <laughs> <laughs> that one out. Um, but I mean, you. Just, I'm so blessed to just have someone who just kind of just. She's very chill about stuff, you know. It's just kind of like, eh, whatever, who cares? It doesn't, none of that stuff matters. My favorite part about Michelle is that even at my worst, like when I'm at my absolute worst and I'm feeling crazy and looking crazy and I haven't been able to take a shower for a couple of days because I can't get in and out, she'll still try to pat me on the butt and say I'm cute. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, tell me that I'm cute. Tell me that I'm, you know, beautiful or how smart I am or how proud I am proud of how proud she is of me that means a lot to me because she doesn't treat me like i'm a patient (laughs) or you know i'm still a wife you still treat me that way that means a lot to me you suck for making me cry (laughs) but yeah so i mean i just i want to i want to say something to the caretakers as well because to me, because she does, she she kind of talks me up, and you know, there's 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 things that I would like to improve on. It does get stressful being a caretaker, and there's times where I I, I lose patience, and I'm short, and I don't like that at all, and I I try to control that, but um, I just want other caretakers out there to know that if you're if you get, you know, if you if you experience frustration and things like that, it's it's normal, you know. It's a stressful, it's a stressful thing, and um, I just don't want you to. I just want you to know that I know what you're going through, and there's other people, other caretakers who go through the same things. Um, before I even, you know, knew Tamika, I knew my sister had a next door neighbor, and. You know, the she had cancer, and apparently her boyfriend was there with her. And I would hear kind of stories about how he just really was short with her and things like that. And I didn't, I didn't get it. And um, you know, I kind of now understand the situation clearer. Um, you know, of how easily a person can get frustrated. So it is something you have to work on. As long um, as you're not being abusive. Right, right. But sometimes being frustrated and snapping can be abusive. It can if it's... I mean, I, I who honestly, who's to say what is abusive to another person? Right. Okay, because you can't, you can't make that determination. It just depends on the person. However, in my... For me, I don't think that... 
I recognize that it's frustrating. I recognize that it's hard. I recognize that, you know, after a long day of you working and taking care of the house, taking care of the dogs and making breakfast, lunch and dinner and cleaning up and doing whatever you're doing, you got to come and you got to take care of a grown ass person. And that gets frustrating sometimes. Um, and you have your own. Right. It, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's so happening. much it's life. Life gets frustrating. And then, yeah. And then, you know, certain irritations or certain things add up. and Something that has nothing to do with me. Right. And it just all adds up. Right. And so it's really easy to sort of lose patience and, um, but I think, you know. But I'm, I just, losing patience is so different than being abusive. Yeah. So as long as you're not abusive. We don't have any problems. Yeah, I mean, just I, I, notice I, that CPAP machine when you go to sleep <laughs> puts you to sleep pretty good if you ever get abusive with me. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I, I mean, I, I'm sure there's things out there to help caretakers sort of be more patient and sort of be more um, resilient, I guess. Um, and I'm, you know, I'll, I'll certainly let you you all know those things when I discover them. Uh-huh. Right now, I'm just really trying to be conscious of the fact that, um, you know, she's already she already feels bad enough being in her situation, and it just it makes it harder for her emotionally when I express frustration. So I just, I try my best to to contain it and to um, you know not show my frustrations yeah um but i definitely could use some help and um if if, if there's anybody out there who has dealt with this any other caretakers who have dealt with this and you sort of have a different way of looking at things to sort of help you get through day to day and not be as frustrated um certainly let us know um maybe possibly even come be a guest on the show yeah definitely Again, we're, we're we definitely want to talk with other people, um, either people living with RA or caretakers, who have something to, to contribute that maybe we didn't cover, mm-hmm. because we're still discovering everything. I mean, we're ten years in, we're still learning every day, every day. We're learning, and um, I mean that's what why what we're all here for. Like that's why we started our survival because we know that there's things out there that we haven't discovered yet that can make both of our lives easier, but especially her life. Yeah. Um, you know, tools and resources and, and, you know, anything, like anything to help you either physically or emotionally or financially, we want to know about it because if it can help us or our listeners, um, we want to get the information out there. Benefit to everyone. Right. And it's, you know, and that's definitely, it's not definitely not one sided. This is definitely not just about, excuse me, caregivers, but you know, we uh, granted, we already have enough problems as is having our mm-hmm. and having to navigate that life. But there are things that we can do. <laughs> Hi, Olivia. What are you doing, baby? Say whatever. <laughs> um, there's things that, that, you know, like I'm still learning. Like I have to, I had to become very conscious of the fact that when, you know, I recognize that Michelle is having a frustrating day that I have to, pick what are my necessities are. What is absolutely necessary? If it's something that's not necessary, don't ask for it. Don't, you know what I mean? It's just, it is what it is. Um, and you just, that's just, it's a, it's a two-way street. And I think it's important that you talk about mm-hmm. it and communicate about it. I'm not saying it necessarily has to happen right there. Like if you're frustrated, you start yelling, because that turns into an argument every time mm-hmm. you have that experience and don't want to continue to have that experience. 
but we talk about it or we try to talk about it and figure it out. Tell me what is the best way for this to happen next time. So there's that. Yeah, we, we kind of got off topic a little bit, oh, but yeah. is there anything else you want to add? Get used to that, guys. Um, <laughs> any other advice you want to give to people concerning um, humiliation and RA? Um, just take it day by day. Mm. You know, just try to just know that there are so many, like I was so, until I like, you know, got into like RA groups and started talking to people with RA, I... I now like when people say, "Oh, I thought those was, I was I was in this alone." I never really, you know, actually thought those specific words. But after talking to people, I kind of did. Mm-hmm. I kind of felt like the things that I was going through, nobody else was going through it. Right. And you know, this. I mean, obviously, every situation is unique in its own way. But for the most part, we all have the same issues yeah. and the same problems that we're fighting with. It might be at different times at different stages, but we're all fighting this thing. So just know that you're not out here alone, right. and that. Just try not to worry about everybody else and just do you, man. Yeah. It's just do the best you can do that day. Yeah, that's a good point because I think I, I I don't think that you really have to be embarrassed around other people because I think that a lot of people have somebody in their lives who are going through something similar. So they see, they recognize the signs. Yeah. So if they see that someone's helping you up, they were like, oh, well, she just has, a, she has a disability. I, my, my, my grandmother has it or my sister or something, you know. And a lot of times people stare because they're sort of in their mind, they're just sort of analyzing what's possibly wrong, you know. Like if they see somebody walking kind of off, they're analyzing in their brains, oh, well, she must have RA or she must, you know have had an injury or something. So it's not so much that they're staring at you because you're walking. They're just kind of in their mind processing and not really realizing that they're staring half the time. And go ahead. Okay. I was, that's a whole other, that's a whole nother like story because like Michelle is very, she gives people the benefit of the doubt a lot. And but that's a whole another conversation that we have to have. Like Michelle, just like we had to have this whole conversation about the things that she does, and she's just like, oh, anybody would do this for you. No, no, mm-hmm. nobody would stick around for ten years. So with you this. don't think? So you think people stare, just stare? They don't think that they're going through it. Yeah, I mean, I guess it could be a little bold, but my my point was that don't be embarrassed when people are staring, or don't be embarrassed that other people are around because most of them will recognize that. That you just you have a disability and that you need help with it, and they're not really thinking about it or focusing on you in a negative way, the way you might in, mentally be processing it. Yeah, yeah. So you're right. just kind of like focus on you, and don't worry so much about what they're they're thinking or doing because you might be misperceiving it in a negative it's, way. It's when really, honestly, it's, it's just, just going to cause you a lot more stress. Than you yeah, need. yeah. It's it, and you've got enough to worry about. Yeah. You need to focus on you. And I try to. I tell Tamika that all the time. Tamika is a very considerate person, um, and thoughtful person, and she often puts other people before herself when she really needs to be putting that attention on herself she needs to be taking care of herself so sometimes i have to tell her stop worrying about me or stop worrying about other people worry about you focus on you particularly 
when she's going through a tough time and she has she's having a flare up or something it's like you know focus on you stop worrying about other people i mean obviously if you have kids you don't really have a choice you kind of have to put your focus on your kids but if you're grown and you're just worried about other grown folks <laughs> stop <laughs> worry about yourself focus on you focus on 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 getting yourself to a healthy place or a better place than where you are and don't put you know and this is going to be for certain personality types obviously there's some people don't have a problem with that i'm probably one of them <laughs> i'm probably one where you want to tell me don't worry about other people when i'm struggling but if you're just this you're that person which is a good characteristic i'm not down anybody i'm just saying put get your priorities straight if you know if, if you're having a tough time physically or health wise you need to put that focus on you. You need to make yourself the priority and everybody else comes after. I have a lot of empathy for people in situations that it's hard for me to focus on myself before focusing on other people, even when I am in the greatest amount of pain. But it is what it is. I'm learning every day. Yeah. And I have gotten to the point where I'm just like, like, I used to you know, fight my way to work every morning because I didn't want to let my team down. Now I'm like, job? Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay, guys, I think that's all that's I got. Right. I mean, that's, I think this is good. We got some good, some good advice. And I think people got to hear, you know, some things that maybe they can relate to. Yeah. And, and as always, guys, we're so interested in hearing what you have to say about this. And if anyone's interested in being on our show and talking to us about this and talking to our listeners and giving us some advice and pointers, I'm so, so, so happy to do that. and We are so happy to have you. Um, so, yeah. Till the next episode. Peace. Big sweet hugs and gentle hugs and kisses. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>